On today's Sports and Rec, we talk about the exciting finish to the NBA season, Russell Westbrook setting an NBA record, and the NFL schedule for release. Then we continue our Parks and Rec rewatch with a discussion of episodes 19, 20, 21, and 22 of season 5. Hope you enjoy the pod. Sports and Rec. I'm Anthony Restivo alongside Casey McGarvey. Today is Friday, May 14th. We are just about at the play-in games for the NBA. Only a couple games left in the season. What do you think? This is actually one of the more exciting finishes. Like all these games end up having a little bit more significance for seeding or finalizing and getting into the playoffs. So we went in and made our picks for what the play-ins will happen. And assuming those things still remain... What would be like the first round matchups you're most interested in seeing? Oh, interested in seeing, um, you know, outside of the plan or yeah, playing... count the plans, like just pick your eight and like assume it's eight through one. Eight through one. So currently right now we got the Sixers at one, the Hornets at eight. So, but you can, but we made our pick. So I think you had right, the wizard right, right, right. slot in there. So yeah, I had the wizards and the Hornets. So, yeah, you, and you're, you had the insight, the Celtics after we, before we, after the podcast, Jalen Brown is out for the season. So now I'm, I feel like they actually could definitely be out of this now, but uh, they're not, and they're not playing well. They're playing horrendously. Um, yeah. so you had the foresight there, the, the Hornets wizards picks. I think I would love a. I think a Heat Hawks matchup could be a lot of fun. Um, two, you know, somewhat younger teams, but um, with some fun scores involved in those two squads. So I think that could be a really fun competitive um, matchup with that winner maybe making some noise throughout the Eastern Conference tournament. Yeah, and what about anything on the West side? On the West, I mean. There's going to be a ton of good matchups. Um, I mean, you got to like that if the Lakers stay at the seven playing the Sun, a Lakers Sun opening round would be, you know, I feel bad for the Sun. That's what I mean. I was like, I'm going to say, that's the reason I don't like that game because I want the Suns to be able to like move forward (laughs) um, in the playoffs. But I I think what better way of jumping off point for the Suns if they can get past Lakers? I mean, yeah, if they How take them down. How much you have moving forward if you do that? Yeah, that'd be huge for them if they well, could. An awful matchup. Like, yeah. Do you do? Do you attempt to move out of that two spot 
and like drop to the three to play what the Mavericks are? Do you, do you not, I don't think you, then of course they're not going to start throwing games or you don't think so, but do you get strategic down the stretch, rest a few players, maybe drop a few games? Go well, to it the- could still be the Lakers though. The Lakers are not out of the sixth seed. So. <laughs> I'm, curious, like, I'm curious how much standing watching these teams are doing. They have to be like the Lakers definitely don't want to be in the play in game. I don't think uh, just because I think they want those that little bit of of time. Um, but if you think about it, the matchup I'd be most interested in, in the Western would be the Lakers Clippers. I would love to see that L.A. showdown. I'd also like to see it later. But I think for a first round matchup like a, just like, wow, these two like behemoths going at it. If the Clippers can get past them, that'd be a huge like moment for their franchise. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see that matchup. Um, I, I think like you, I had for one of the worst ones would be like Suns Lakers just again, because I'm, I would love to see the Suns like push past and have a good shot of, of making the finals and, or at least get to the Western conference finals. Um, so those are the ones I would most be interested in. I think the Jazz uh, Warriors though would be a really fun series though. Like I think the Jazz would probably end up winning, but I think Curry could go off at any moment and be like a who knows like kind of thing if he's just feeling it. And Jazz are rough. Like Donovan Mitchell's been out with injury. Maybe he's still struggling at that point to to get back into a groove. I don't know. That could be a oh, a fun series first of all, but then also like they both shoot a lot of threes. Um, but yeah, it'd be cool to see that upset and, and even add to that Curry legacy a little bit there. Well, part of me thinks that could be an upset, but I could also see that being similar to the Lakers Blazers series last year where Curry comes out, wins game one, and yeah. then the Jazz just take the next four, mostly behind their defense and hitting timely shots. Yeah, I, I think that's fair, but I still think it'd be a fun, I think those games would still be fun though. Yeah. Um, on the East side, I, it would need to like have some uh standing shifts heat nicks what a like 90 throwback yeah classic especially with riley now in charge of the heat like oh man that would be oh that would be so good um yeah so i'd love to i'd love to see that um and just because you haven't seen the knicks in the playoffs for a while um, I agree with you now. I had the Celtics in. I think the Celtics are out now. Um, so that's super disappointing. I think to get the Heat Knicks, we would need the Hawks to drop to the six. But I think that Bucks Heat uh, Hawks series would be actually pretty fun. Like those are two offensive teams. So that could be a, a pretty exciting game there. So um, and then I think the 76ers would be able to you know, get past the Wizards, but I think because of the talent on the Wizards, that would be a really fun matchup and, and a tough one for a one seed to to get through, but I don't know. It could be a really cool uh series. And the Bucks might have their work cut out for them. Um if they have to like face the Knicks, the Nets and the seventy sixers um in succession. That'd be a tough tough road, but well earned if they can get past all of those teams. Oh yeah, that that would be legit. So that would make for fitting if that was how they got to the finals and then maybe ended up winning for the first time. What I a way would to do like it. to I would like to see Nets Sixers um in the Eastern Conference final. I think that'd be fun. You know, Knicks are a cool story right now. Um could they get hot like the Heat did last year? Sure, I think they could. Um but they play hard. I, They're I a tough out. To, That's a tough out. They are for sure. Uh but I, I do want to see that Sixers Nets. 
I think that'd be two high talented teams going at it with each other. I think that'd be a fun series. Yeah, I think Sixers Nets would obviously be great. It's what most people expect to see happen. Um, I I would also be okay with Sixers Bucks too, though. I, there's not many other matchups I'd be interested in, but Sixers Nets and Sixers Bucks would probably be the the, the, the ones Bucks I'd be most just, interested in. They just don't excite me. I don't know. I, I love I Giannis. Love, I don't know. I, I like Giannis too. I think he's a cool player. You know, he's fun. He's just he's quirky at times, and but. I don't know. The Bucks just don't get me like excited. I don't, I don't know. I don't know something about that series. I, I just, I guess I'm, I'm like, I just don't, I don't go either way with the Bucks. It's not like I like them or have, I just don't have any feelings about them. I don't know. Yeah. They, I guess they're kind of plain boring kind of uh vibe to them. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, it's funny because they're like the highest scoring team. <laughs> well, yeah, it's wild. They just kind of are very under the radar for, one of the best teams in the league yeah how much of of it do you think it is that it's just milwaukee i, I think maybe you know same things happens to the brewers in baseball they've had some number of good years and no one really cares about them out there so yeah it could be just that milwaukee meh yeah i'm eh. so. oh, sorry for all the midwest people <laughs> like chicago is a great city though <laughs> sorry guys uh, milwaukee's cool too though they had good beer i've been there a couple times actually um but uh, yeah, so also in um, so any other things that would be really bad matchups that you would not be looking forward to? I think if the Pacers made it, it would be that would just be not exciting at all. Same with the Spurs, unfortunately. Uh, shout out to Shea Serrano, one of my favorite authors and NBA fans. Um, but he, uh, I just the Spurs. That's the that's your Bucks is the Spurs for me. They're just um, I don't know. They don't do much for I think me. The Wizards, but. If the bad wizards show up, that's a bad series. Yeah, I can see that. Like a Beal's hurt or something too. Yeah. Yeah, he's dealing with the hammy. Yeah, I think that could be a bad series. Um, depends how the Warriors do. That could be a rough series. And I then think if it stays three six, I think the Clippers just absolutely steamroll the Mavericks. I don't think that's even close. Uh, I think Luca would be interesting to watch a little bit in the playoffs and that'd be an interesting storyline to see how he does but i think the clippers just take the mavericks out behind the woodshed and crush them i want to see that's a i wouldn't have expected you to say that i would have thought that series would be closer but yeah i think i'd like to see luca get past the first round um for like for the first time because i think it would just be interesting to see what he could do once he made it past that um they've they've turned their season around they were kind of struggling but they've definitely Obviously, now up in the sixth seed, uh, really turned their season around. Um, but we did. You talked about the Wizards. Russell Westbrook, um, big credit to him, uh, broke Oscar Robertson's triple double career triple double record at 182 now. So, super impressive. You know, still part of like a stat padding generation a little bit. Uh, you know, telling teammates to let him get the rebounds, stuff like that. Um, but still impressive nonetheless. I don't. I don't want to take anything away from Russell Westbrook. First of all, I love him as a player. Uh, that's just what other people will say. I think he's a fun player to watch. Uh, really interesting uh, personality. Um, but if you had to pick, and it doesn't have to be NBA, uh, but any sport record you would most like to see broken, what would it be? Uh, to jump out at me, I think the first one is uh, the MLB hit streak. I'd love to see someone break the fifty-six 
consecutive game hit streak. It's not. I don't think it would happen. But no, I, I just don't say, want anyone. I want that to be Yankees Dimaggio. <laughs> that'd be so exciting though to see someone like they get to forty. They get to forty. Like that would take over. Like I don't care how boring baseball is now. That a run like that was would come back and take over. Um, yeah. I mean, like ESPN, everybody would be absolutely following that. And then I think it'd be cool to see someone kick like a 70 yard field goal. I know the record is like 64, but just see someone absolutely just bomb one from 70 and, and like put it out of reach or something. I think that'd be pretty cool to see. I think, and I think some of the guys have legs out there. I know there's a lot more that goes into it. Uh, wind, weather, 11 guys trying to tackle you, perfect snap, yeah. set, all that. But, uh, but those would be pretty cool. 70 would be nuts. That would be pretty crazy to see. But I agree with your I agree with your perspective on the type of record that people would be like all sports shows like cut away from whatever they're doing and being like this person's up at bat and they've been hitting in 55 straight games. Can they get to 56? You know what I mean? Like awesome. it would be cutting in like be nuts. That's how Sammy and Mark McGuire were during their like home run home chase. Run chase um, yeah. That was that was so cool. I don't think I I don't know if a home run chase would do it again. Maybe. Um, I guess you can say the record is 73 uh, with Barry Bonds. So yeah, you yeah. can say that. Four home runs would be a ton. I think that would probably get the same amount of publicity because no one's been close in a long time. Um, so, so but baseball, I, I mean, think... baseball is four built on records. So it's, it, it, that does pull in a lot of people. Yeah, I do. I do think it, more so than like career records, like I think that would be a big deal. Um, I I could see LeBron surpassing Kareem's career points total and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like for some reason those are less significant. Like they don't feel as significant. Like I know they would cut into LeBron, you know, in a couple of years when he's probably going for that record, and like it would be a big moment and it would be super significant. But it doesn't have that same like electricness to it because you know he's gonna get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, inevitable. Whereas, like, cutting into an at-bat where the player is, like, trying to get that 57th uh, straight game with a hit, like, that's going to be, like, pressure-packed. You're going to be like, is he going to be able to do it? I don't know. Um, and so, like, same with home runs. Like, all of those things would be, like, who knows? Like, LeBron, if he's, like, a couple points away, they're like, all right, well, he's going to get it. Like, it might not be tonight, but it, maybe it's tomorrow or, you know, the next night or something like that. Like, it'll happen. Um, not to take away from those moments, I just feel like to call it your point of the excitementness, uh, excite, excitedness of like those kind of things, the excitement of like cutting in, can they do it? Will they do it? So that's why mine is that hundred point basketball game. If someone can get to a hundred points, you've been honing on an at bat, like you get four or five in a game. So it's like, Oh, he's on deck. He's coming up everybody. Exactly. Oh bottom of the ninth two outs he's on deck with he needs this hit will he be able to even get to the plate like that sort of thing yeah yeah that's why i think a 100 point game would have the same kind of impact and that's the one i'd be most interested in seeing if a, t- a player could get to a hundred an nba player could get to 100 points still talk about kobe 81, the 81. So they remember when that happened i love that jalen rose commercial with kobe um but yeah 100 100 would be pretty cool yeah, I do think it'd almost be like to both of our things. One, I'm not sure the 56 game hitting streak could ever hit. Like, even if you said, like, oh, they get to 40 games, like, they have 16 more games to go. It's still like a long. Pitching is, I think the pitching's too good now. But yeah. 
Yeah, it's too tough. Um, and then for the scoring, I think that people would be more excited for passing Kobe, like if they could get to eighty-two or something like that. Um, like that would care. People would care more about that and be excited for that. So even if it's not the the ultimate record, it's still like that would be a really impressive, and people would be excited about that kind of performance too. I don't. I'd be curious if like a good player on a like a good player on a bad team just hasn't like set out one night. Like every time I get the ball, I'm shooting it, and I'm going to score as many points as freaking possible tonight, and just just do that one night. Would you hate that though? I would. I would too. I know. I'm saying I would not like that, but I'm surprised oh. they just haven't seen like. Oh, they scored seventy tonight, but like Zach Levine or something. Like, yeah, like they shot about thirty so. percent <laughs> um, and just put up a bajillion shots. Like, yeah, I wouldn't like that very much either. But I'm just surprised. Well, the, it's like kind of like the stat padding you were talking about, which I'm sure yeah. it happened, but the bad teams are never really on TV. Um, something like well, that. Well, that would be like uh, Kobe on the night he scored eighty-one. I think his shooting was so bad. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Oh no, he actually shot pretty well. It was the yeah, um, it was his last game, whatever, when he scored like sixty. His shooting was really bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that game, the eighty-one points, he actually did really well. I was thinking more of not because they had maybe put up like a hundred shots and shoot thirty percent. I was thinking more from the perspective of I would want that record to go to a, like a prominent name. Like if you think about the records that are held now, it's like Wilt Chamberlain. Barry Bonds, Joe DiMaggio, like those names are like matter to people. And if it was like Zach Levine, 101 points, we'd be like, who? <laughs> and I know who he is. And that's like, he's a good player. He was an all-star this year. But I mean, like it would mean way more if it was like a LeBron, Steph Curry, you know, one of those types of players. would be like, oh, wow. Like Steph Curry got 101 points or Steph Curry scored 84 points. You know what I mean? Like that holds a lot more weight. Um, when these records are like held by people that are like super prominent and important players in their sports. Um, so that's just what I'd like to see. Uh, yeah, so we'll end up seeing what ends up being the next records. Uh, I mean, what, what Westbrook's is just going to be keep growing. <laughs> uh, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Um, I want to see if you can get this. Um, two players have scored 70 points in a single NBA game. One of them is Wilt Chamberlain. Do you know who the other is? To score 70? On the nose. Devin, on the Devin nose. Booker. You got it. Well done. Yeah. Well, because that's the only, that's one of the most recent ones that I can remember of someone kind of like going off. And... 2017. Yeah, that's crazy. It was against the Celtics too, wasn't it? Sure was. <laughs> Look at that memory. <laughs> Not uh, bad. Uh, so he could do it. I, I don't think that would be as impressive though. Like I'd rather see, again, like someone like Steph, um, Dame pull that off like James Harden like those types of players would mean it would make it a lot more I think Steph Curry dropped 62 this year so I know and he got taken out um when he probably could have after a third quarter where he had like 60 points here or something like that but he's he's the one that could do it I think him Lillard Harden and Duran if he just decided to never pass the ball and come down and shoot every time I think he could do it too <laughs> yeah if he got hot one night I mean, he's has some absurd quarters, so. Yeah. And LeBron, if he also never passed the ball and just drove to the hoop every time, like he could probably, he could probably do it too. Yeah. Because he's just a tank. Um, yeah, so we'll find out all the final seedings with the NBA. Um, 
see how the playoffs shake up um, soon. And then we got the NFL schedule was released. Um, so we got to find out that Brady and Belichick will finally play each other as uh, foes. So that should be an exciting uh, matchup to see. Um, or maybe not, but it would just be kind of fun to see Brady playing against Belichick and how seriously Belichick takes it. Um, and then for week one matchups, what are the ones you're most excited for? Just week one. Week one, Steelers-Bills, obviously going to be an awesome game. Um, two, two hopefully good. Bills are going to be a good returning team. I'll be very curious to see what the Steelers are, an immediate test for them, um, see what they bring out. Do they have a running game? Um Packers Saints, I could be a, I think could be a good one. Um, Ravens Raiders is a good start to one, and Browns Chiefs rematch. That was a pretty good game in the playoffs. So, yeah, Browns Chiefs is kind of a. Uh, I th- I think I saw that Kansas City has a a tough first few games of the season. Like they play the Ravens and um, I forget the other team, but they have a tough uh, first few games. But I'm actually excited for Dallas Tampa Bay. I think that the to kick off the season. Uh, that's actually a good matchup. Like, one, it's the defending champs, so like they are always playing it. Um, but it, you know, Dak's back, so we'll see. I'm sure they'll lose. Um, so like, let me put that out there. I'm sure they'll lose. <laughs> but um, it could be an interesting uh, start to the season for them. I just want to see how they play. And Dak's on his new contract, so we'll see what, what that looks like. Um, more exciting because I had actually argued that I think Buffalo was going to blow out your Steelers. So <laughs> I, I could see it. I could absolutely see that happening. I could see the Steelers being terrible next year. Um, yeah. Don't undersell the Jets Panther Panthers matchup. Darnold versus uh, uh, that... quarterback Zach Wilson. We Wilson. won. <laughs> I don't I know. Be a good game, but it'll be an interesting story. I think. I am not interested <laughs> in that game at all. Um. I, if I actually had to pick like other ones, I would actually be curious to see who's going to be the starting quarterback in Chicago uh, and against the Rams. So seeing Stafford in, in a LA jersey, that could be a, a fun matchup. I thought and, someone made an interesting point about your guy um, Justin Fields. Um, I mean, Mike, Mike Greenberg. I thought it was interesting. He said if he has to play right away for a coach that's trying to save his their job, he's in trouble. If he's with coaches who you know have a have some protection, have some security there, and he has a chance to develop, could be a phenomenal pick for the Bears. So I'll be very curious to see if the Bears rush him or develop him. Yeah, I mean, he in all reality, he could earn the job. It, it could help, not save Nate, Nate, uh, Matt Nagy's job, but it could like um, it could be like showing who he was always capable of being as a coach too. Like he just didn't have the quarterback he needed and fields was the guy. Um, but I think it'll be interesting. Like, do they roll him out week one? Does he earn it week one? Or is it a slow roll? Do they give him a year behind Dalton and, and the bears team is uh, like brass is kind of like, no, you got some time. Um, we'll give you this year to, to kind of figure it out. Um, and, and slow play fields like maybe starting next year or only if injury happens like with Dak and uh, Tony Romo like that could happen too. I think they follow excuse me I think they follow the two model you know he didn't start right away um see I how it goes yeah. rough injury but um you have a veteran 
solid veteran. So I think you, you start the veteran at the beginning of the year um, and go from there. Do you think, because um, that was going to be the other one I mentioned is Miami, New England. Uh, do you think two is going to be okay this year? Do you think he'll like step it up? They got him some weapons. Um, so they, they clearly took care of some needs. Um, I think so. I like to think maybe he's truly healthy going into this year. I'm not sold on him yet. Um, but I'm also like not the other way either. I'm not like out on him either. I still think he's the correct option for Florida, um, for Miami. Um, but he has to step up this year. I think he yeah. does. I, I think that was it's a half two year. Yeah, that was my that was my thinking too. I think if he he does well this year, he's good. If he has like another similar uh, performance to last season or worse, then I think yeah, they might be uh, moving on from him pretty quickly. So. I hope so because, but I I think that rivalry would be a good one. So if he could put it together against Belichick in Week One, um, and really show what he's capable of doing, I think that would be a good way to do it right there. Start the season strong. Um, so yeah, that's it. Are, do you care anything about the Belichick Brady matchup? I think it's fun that they gave it to it'll us. Be fun. It'll be fun. Um, I'm curious to see how their interactions are. Um. I think Tampa Bay gets after him pretty good. I just think they have too much talent. Um, but it'll be good. Yeah, it definitely will be worth watching. I will definitely tune into it. I think it will I think it will live up to the hype. I'm, either way, something will happen in the game. A few things will happen. There'll be a few moments. It, it'll be a fun one. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for the NFL for, we'll see. There's probably less news that will come out, minus some maybe off-season stuff, but not until, but at least we got a sneak peek at what's to come with that. Um, not much else going on in the sports world. The Yankees kind of turned things around a little bit, so I'm excited about that. Uh, so they're not playing, they're not in last place anymore, at least. So um, a little bit closer. It's like a lot of teams not doing well. Like the Dodgers started off like, killing it and they've lost like so many games in a row like they're not like in third place now um but uh and that's, they're, they're dealing with some covid issues now too the padres yankees all that stuff um i think the nl east will be a lot of fun uh you got a number of good teams in there matt phillies braves um so i'm looking at and obviously being in phillies territory now they're on all the time so mm. i've been tuning into them a little bit more um that's like me with the Padres, so. <laughs> yeah, kind of, um, but definitely, it's been fun so far. I'm, I'm a little more invested in my fantasy team this year, so following more so players than anything. But, it, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how COVID is still a thing in the MLB very much, it definitely seems like. Um, curious how the spring they managed to get through the year last year. Um, I'm, I'm sure they'll find a way to get through it again this year, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it should be um... – a, like a competitive season at the very least like the best record is 22 and 14 um so it's not like a a crazy record so like a decent amount of losses um and a lot of teams like all in the mix at the top of these divisions usually at least 
two to three teams uh, within striking distance. So it should be competitive. I mean, it's still early, but um, competitive to start at least. Um, but yeah, so now we'll get into our Parks and Rec um, rewatch. So we got episodes 19, 20, 21, 22 to close out season five. Um, so we will finish up and get Casey's predictions for season six. Um, but yeah, so what did uh, you have for your favorite opening of the four episodes? I think I love the line in 21 when they were arguing about the golf courses and he Wesley tells them I will get twice the amount of energy out of the golf course than the Hoover Dam. Wrong. Yeah. How is like, I'll figure it out. I, I already had it already has windmills and just storms out of the office. Yeah. Um, I think that line sold me on that one. I think I liked uh, tw- episode twenty's opening where that was Leslie's pretty good. Gonna make a scrapbook, um, and then Jerry just casually says like today's my last day and he's retiring. <laughs> And but I, no one knew it, and everyone's confused. Like, what's going on? Um, but I love Andy uh, just saying, "See you tomorrow, Jerry." <laughs> I just love that line. Uh, like, it came back later on too. He, he says, "See you tomorrow, Jeremy." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that uh, opening. Um, with nineteen being a close second, I think um, the first one where they they throw the guy into the the lake um but yeah um so favorite moments favorite quotes let's start with uh episode 19 well i know we're gonna get to it so i'll just uh, dive right into it well i did like the banter between ted and um <laughs> well not ted but ted and um leslie to start and just the back and forth they have with each other and guys like quoting back like all the old laws and stuff yeah like- you know- um gets tom's car for 25 cents <laughs> um but all right ask away what, what do you want to know about the star wars connection he was talking about all right yeah so this guy uh played by pat and oswald uh garth blunden um so leslie's trying to change the law of so there's this un, there's this law where there's a typo and it was supposed to be T and everyone reads it as Ted so they have to throw Ted into the lake every year according to the law. So Leslie's trying to change it. And this guy likes his tradition so much so he goes on a filibuster and he starts giving his idea for the seventh Star Wars. What did you think of his opening? Obviously his voice faded out and you couldn't really hear it anymore but you could at least hear his initial ideas. They actually gave him like 10 seconds of like time to explain it so... I mean, that, that idea is not original. Um, <laughs> it definitely had been written about before. Like, Boba Fett does come back. Like, spoiler alert, Boba Fett does obviously come back in The Mandalorian, but there was already prior to canon and Disney, there was another storyline that Boba Fett does come back after Return of the Jedi. So he was spoofing off that. Um, did, at this point, was J.J. Abrams like, connected to star wars number seven like he was the director at the point of this episode it must have been official at that point like i don't think obviously the movie had not been released but if not i was pretty impressed um like that they just threw jj abrams out there if they didn't realize that Um, would have come out in like 20 would have been in like april 2013 so 
that episode. Yeah. So yeah, so they would have known because um, Force Awakens was Christmas 2015. So so that would make sense. They would know that JJ was going to be directing that movie. So, um, but yeah, would have been I mean, cool though been if cool. they predicted it. It would have <laughs> been a cool. Yeah, I think actually, or no, I, or there's just an image of JJ like in the background, like writing it, and then he like watches that episode. He's like, Son of a bitch. He throws, <laughs> that like, was my news. Yeah. Um, and then I thought it was pretty funny that he shifted and um, brought Marvel into the same world as Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, made that connection. Um, I always like the the pawn store guy. I got a problem. All right, here's a box of guns. <laughs> um, and then uh, Ben just buys the Waffle Island for five hundred bucks, and he immediately looks at um, uh, Anne and goes, "I just came into some money. Want to still go out?" With <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could buy a lot of nitrous with that. <laughs> so those are my really my three moments from episode 19 okay um yeah i had referenced the banter between uh leslie and ted and their back and forth um and then ted coming in and andy making fun of him too like being like that was so funny when you realized that your cell phone was still in your pocket and you're like oh no my phone doesn't work and (laughs) the guy's like yeah it was hilarious like (laughs) uh and then Ron saying, I'd work all night if it meant nothing got done. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, that line. And then I did, I know you haven't watched um, Game of Thrones, but I love when Anne realizes that Ben was giving, um, was the one she was bidding against. And um, so Anne confronts him and Ben's like complaining. He's like, I can't believe I'm complaining about how thoughtful my wife is. And then Anne makes like a reference to uh, Ben's screen name being tied to Game of Thrones. And it's completely off base. And (laughs) Ben's like, I don't even have time to explain how wrong you are about this. And he goes, actually, yes, I do. (laughs) And he starts explaining Game of Thrones and... I remember when I first watched that, I was not in the Game of Thrones, so I had no idea what any of it meant. And it's so much funnier knowing like all of the Game of Thrones references now. I have the exact same moment with Star Wars where like people will poke at me, and I know they are, and I'm like, yeah, you're so funny. No, 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 it's not even true because of the I just like set out why they're wrong when that's exactly what they're just trying to get me to do. So, yeah. And Ben always has those like super nerdy moments where it's like, uh, I th- I don't know if we've had this happen yet, but like Tom making fun of the Lord of the Rings and Ben just being like, I actually didn't like Peter Jackson's interpretation, so you can put that one to bed <laughs> or something like that. Um, and then I love uh, the battle between Chris and Ron to for April Soul essentially uh, because she has to go through manager training because of her new role. Um, and that's what Chris called. It. He said, it's the battle for April's soul, uh, against Ron. And then Ron says, I actually don't care how any of this turns out. <laughs> so just the duality of Chris caring so much and Ron not caring at all. <laughs> and those two things uh, going against each other. Um, oh, and, uh, and making the miniature Leslie doll out of breakfast food, um, and how hideous it is. And then Anne's like, what should I do with this? And, uh, Ben's like, uh, burn it. Uh, bury the ashes and pray it doesn't haunt you. <laughs> yep, Absolutely. love that. Uh, Andy running naked and jumping into the water. <laughs> Just <laughs> what a I clown! Can't swim, thank God. Yeah, 
and then also Ben and Ann, um, their negotiations with uh, with Leslie. So they have all these different friend holidays um, that they like. Leslie forces them to celebrate. So they come up with the idea that's like combine all the holidays into one day. Um, Leslie counters with a month, and they're like they counter with a week, and she agrees. But then uh, Leslie had already had gifts to celebrate Ben and Ann becoming best friends, and added a third week to celebrate called Friend Week. So just let the fact that Leslie already had the gifts, and Ben's like, "How do you already have these gifts?" And they're like, "Thank you." <laughs> Thank you. So, um, damn it! Love that. Back to where we started uh and then april too pitting chris and ron against each other like predicting that that was what their plan was all along i figured you'd love that deviousness steal their wallets april. steal the watch eat pizza like yeah yeah, yeah. classic april. uh episode 20 favorite moments uh the fact that they just forget jerry's retirement um <laughs> jerry talking about his wife making him a like tasty treat for when he gets home and me like, <laughs> Roast Jerry. He's like, she made me meet one. <laughs> um, bizarre. It's like almost bizarro Jerry at home when he's like catching the mug, not being clumsy yep. at all. Like clearly the man of the house. And Leslie's like, I don't know what's going on in this place. Um, I figured she'd be all about the breakfast stuff, but um, she doesn't want to be with Jerry. <laughs> I guess I know. I I figured her love of breakfast though would overcome that hate of Jerry yeah um, yeah but there you go she hates jerry more than she loves breakfast fair enough or not really because she did go in so she she probably she loved breakfast just enough so she suffered through jerry to have breakfast so there's two ways yeah and then yeah. i love that there's colin tom pilo 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 the new jerry the pants in the conference room at the back of his head um so those are mine yeah, um, I had the fact that Jerry failed a golf cart driving exam. <laughs> uh, I also love the moment um, Ben said she was supposed to have the day off, but now she's dealing with Jerry uh, retiring, and Ben tells Leslie that he's making her a mac and cheese pizza, and she immediately interrupts him, and it's like, mac and cheese pizza? And is very excited and just starts making out with <laughs> him after just like so excited for the fact that she's like You're never heard of this yeah she's never actually like heard of it before or eating it so she was like super excited for it um andy doing a Sudo sudoku uh puzzle and he's just filling in random number numbers and thinks there aren't any rules to it <laughs> he's like this is so easy are there even rules to this um them getting uh r.i.p uh printed on the <laughs> the jerry's name plaque for the conference for hired him <laughs> uh that was a good spin by uh uh was it leslie that said that yep yeah it was a good spin by her um then his arm catches on fire and then he just leaves after J uh tom sprays him down with a fire extinguisher um uh, and then that's right when andy says see you tomorrow jeremy <laughs> i just love that line um and then yeah it was cool that i was like gonna ask you I couldn't remember when they brought him back, um, but the fact that they hired him back as an intern uh, to work once a week was a uh, was a good one. Um, and I also love Ben still trying to figure out the mystery of of Gail and Jerry. Like he just can <laughs> refuses totally to let it go. He just needs to find out how that happened. Uh, Twenty one. What do you got? Uh, the windmills, obviously. Um, the old councilman 
complaining about the golf course because children of all races get along there it's absolutely terrible yeah <laughs> um jam immediately you know leslie offers him a hot dog and he goes you know i have ibs you racist um <laughs> a look on tom's face when a threesome works out for him oh i know uh, he just looks at the camera just with a smile and then the fact that um his blanket is called chenille o'neill yeah <laughs> so good uh is that all you had for that one all i had yeah I had uh, Councilman Jam when he is going to be the swing vote. He goes, uh, and Leslie asked him what, what he's doing. He goes, uh, more like, who am I doing? Ha ha. No one. I'm free. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> um, Andy finding out that his band um, was playing without him. Because he was like, first he was like, oh, I like this song. It sounds great. <laughs> Doesn't realize that it's like a song that he was like playing with. Um, and then uh so andy and then so he confronts the bandmates and then calls uh comes up with a name for them burley and the backstabbers and they're like man he's so good at coming up with band names <laughs> and they're like that's why i keep him around and he is really good at that nachos um, melted cheese like that's not nachos i don't know what that is it's not nachos chips and uh cheese i guess Chips and a block of cheese is what that is uh I love Jam's line. You sure make a guy feel like a real lady. <laughs> um, Andy Swan song was funny when he just starts yelling into the mic because he's so upset. <laughs> um, Ron beating Leslie in uh, mini golf. It was a, a nice uh, battle there. And, and then Mona Lisa, um, the, the threesome being organized and she goes i've been single for an hour and it's the toots <laughs> and then immediately asks for a threesome with tom um and then andy at the end when he's like uh when he's back in the band um and he's like doing his introduction he goes that's right two lead vocalists name another band that's done that and ben just shouts from the crowd the beatles <laughs> and andy just looks at him and this goes two three <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's like, oh shoot, yeah, you're right. Uh, episode twenty two, what do you got? Um, the sex tree. You know, it'll only be eight minutes. So don't worry about it. Um, Tommy, like, I have no control of this relationship whatsoever. Um, yep. I mean, it was pretty obvious that. Wait, no, okay, I did screw this up. So I thought immediately it was April who was pregnant. The way immediately, it out because of the phone that, call that she was positive and went to double check and it wasn't um because i forgot about the vet stuff that we had kind of i think we might have touched on that before um mm -hmm. mom's whole ploy about it being diddy who is buying his, <laughs> his shop the whole time and then or even Z was the other one yeah um and then when he thought um he impregnated uh which is what's her name the mona lisa sister and he's like what have i not what have i done to humanity um, yeah right funny line um yeah that's i mean burt the return of burt macklin was a little um a little under underwhelming oh you wanted more from it i wanted a little more from burt macklin he, i mean he does and he does a good job with all the characters he does um and then exactly how i expected the vet thing to go at the end oh yeah 
that's what you but a storyline of april being pregnant with andy i think would be absolutely hilarious that's why you, you didn't predict that though right you just predicted i'm you trying to think of your predictions me, you asked me do you think we'll have like a character breaking away at some point um again and i think i said that we already kind of had it with ben and leslie and i could see it working out again okay you did not go into any specific with me you just kind of asked that very basically i don't exactly remember what i said but i knew that was somewhat what the question you asked yeah um i had the um i'm trying to think where was it um oh the line from uh leslie's forum um so she's people are like upset with changes she made for like businesses and stuff um and that catherine pinewood lady that like runs sweetums and so Leslie like improved the school lunch program because it was just like candy and stuff. And um, she's like, "You called napkin or like napkins? You know, there's no vegetables." And she goes, "Napkins are a vegetable." <laughs> so I love that line. Um, and then I love Leslie's supporters were the adult uh, Pony Adult Movie Store owner, and then Brandy Max again. <laughs> Every time I do love Leslie. Every time Brandy Max starts to talk on behalf, she's like, "No, no, no, no stop, no, please stop." Uh, please. Yeah, so I love that. I love um, the name of the pregnancy test brand. Womb, there it is. <laughs> brand. Um, and then Tom asking Mona. Uh, so he calls Mona Lisa there. So she's trying to find out if he's pregnant. And then she's like, I love, I wish I was doing this without John Ralphio here. And then he goes, please tell me you're dumping my sister because I would laugh so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Tom asks her if she's pregnant, she says yes. Um John Raphael's like, I don't know. I got to find a way out of this. Uh, it's too much too much responsibility. It's just about being an uncle. <laughs> and then Mona Lisa tricks him and, like, like this is like a psych. And then uh, Tom's like, so you're not pregnant? And she goes, fuck no. And then John Raphael starts celebrating with Tom. She's like, "That's she's the worst. You dodged a bullet. <laughs> like, congratulating <laughs> him. Like, the amount of, like, levels there is, like – so well played like the two of them together and they start singing together <laughs> it's like what an incredible run in just like two minutes uh every time they're on screen they just like make so much use of their time i just love that entire moment um april telling andy for the first time that she got into vet school um and it, and he goes as i've known for about you for the last 20 seconds it's your dream <laughs> So he didn't even know it was her dream before. They're such a unique couple. Uh, they don't talk about that kind of stuff. Um, then Tom, the the second business opening across the street um, that does the exact same thing, and it's just called Tommy's Closet. <laughs> uh, so that will be interesting. And then uh, we get the big cliffhanger at the end, kind of cliffhanger, uh, where it appears we have thoughts. Is that who you think it is that the pregnancy test is for, uh, Ron? Yes. Yeah. I do uh, think for, right. Yeah. So uh, Diane kind of walks in at the last minute. It's the only person Andy did not think of. He tested all the other girls or, you know, interviewed all the other women and they were not pregnant. So Diane was the one that was kind of left off the list and it looks like it could be her. Um, what do you say? Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Uh, anything you didn't like about the episodes? Eh, the first two kind of were meh. I didn't really love them too much. 
kind of stunk. And even 21 wasn't great. 22 got kind of back to the storyline. Um, yeah, but 19, 20, 21, meh, not great. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have anything in particular there. Um, favorite side character appearance? Do we call Jerry a side character? No, he's no, he isn't like, yeah, he, he's way too mean. And he's uh, opening. He opens, or he's in the opening credits. So I think you can't really count. Yeah, him, so. yeah, he's not a side character. But wow, you would have picked him, huh? I might have. That retirement episode was fun. Um, I, yeah. I, God, I don't know. I don't know who my favorite side character is in this one. <sighs> The pawn store guy popped up a few times, but they were just kind of silly, funny moments. Nothing serious. Ugh. I'll go with the um, the guy from episode 19 who battled with her over um, the charter. Garth Blunden. Yeah, he did a pretty good job in his cameo role there. Um, very funny. That that spiel he does about the Star Wars to Marvel connection and just like <laughs> goes off on that is very funny. So um, I'll go with him. I think the actual Patton Oswalt is a super nerd. I think he actually might have uh, yeah, pulled in. Like, was trying, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Mona Lisa because she was spanned across multiple episodes. It was tough for me not to pick John Ralphio because, again, he was on screen for like 20 seconds and he was absolutely hilarious the entire time. But I think Mona Lisa, um, I'll give it to her because she was in multiple episodes, somehow still has Tom <laughs> wrapped around her finger. Um, and she had some really good moments when like April or, uh, Anne first approaches her to break up with, um, Tom and she takes out a screwdriver from her purse. And then the story Tom tells about Mona Lisa too, about how the girl they were going to have a threesome with, like got into a fight in the parking lot and Mona Lisa steal all of her birth control pills and said, I hope you get pregnant. <laughs> Just like, crazy character. Uh, so, yeah, I'll give it to Mona Lisa. Uh, favorite character over the three episodes? Hmm. I don't know. You go first. Oh, I was hoping you'd give me a little bit more time. I was struggling. No, a little uh, bit it's getting harder and harder. Yeah, it is. Um,. I might give it to Ben, maybe? Not a bad choice. Or I was trying to think, like, you know what? I'll give it to um, to Chris, actually. A Traeger? Chris Traeger. Uh, reason. Uh... Yeah, seems to be, well, at least from what we can tell, pretty close to back to his normal self. Um, so he seems to be making a recovery there. Uh, him and Anne, their relationship is progressing. They were originally going to do insemination to get Anne, uh, Anne pregnant, and then they actually just realized they still have some chemistry and a connection um, and then decide to kind of like co-parent uh, together. They don't really know what their future holds there. I know you had predicted that you thought he would propose to her 
looks like they're kind of being, I guess what they call is more modern about their relationship mm-hmm. and not really putting yeah. a, a label on it, but like want to give uh, a great environment. He was awesome as the caddy. Uh, and he was a Kirsten rubber, rubber nickel, uh, rubber, ni- Kirsten's rubber nipple king in the uh, Founders Day, Founders Week parade. Uh, so I'll give it to, to Chris. Um, I thought he had a good run there. I was thinking that. Um, Everyone else didn't have like good things happen to them, really. Um, <laughs> like it was like a lot of bad shit. Passed it off so quickly. Um, April did pretty well too. I think she could have been close. Did. April did good. I, I think I'll go Andy. Um, he was his classic fun self, but uh, really showed up in the final one with the return of Burt Macklin a little bit. Um, Back in his band. Back in his band, funny with them, and then great finish to the season with how he reacted to April's news. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then we'll do favorite episode of the four, and then um, we'll do some predictions for start of season six. Uh, episode 22. That's what I had, too. thought there was a lot of stuff happening. So, like, Tom Store is facing competition now. Leslie's facing a recall. Um, April got accepted to veterinary school in Bloomington. So what does that mean for uh, her and Andy? Um, because Andy thinks it's okay uh, for them to, to be separate from each other, which I don't think you would have expected. Um, we got potentially Ron's um, partner being pregnant. And I don't, Ron as a dad would be super interesting uh yeah so there's a lot of a lot of moving parts there so i think um most it was fun a lot happening in it uh so i enjoyed that one a lot so questions for you though we already determined you you believe diane's the one that's pregnant um who do you think's opening the store across the street from tom oh man someone we've met or not met Final season. Uh, John Ralphio. I don't really, I'm just going to throw that out there. John Ralphio is opening up across the street. All right. Good guess. I like that guess. Uh, and then will Leslie get recalled? Or will it be successful, I should say? Because I guess they can recall her and she could win. So you're saying she could get recalled, but still fight the recall and win overall? I think based on like actual definition of being a recall, like you can face a recall and win the challenge. But I think my question is, does she actually get recalled officially? And like no longer on city council. She gets recalled. Something happens where she has like some sort of heartfelt moment. And then the recall falls, does not work out that makes sense yeah i get that she does not end up getting recalled for some sort of like officially she uh, like stays she stays on as a councilwoman right got it uh andy april okay with separation if they are separated distance wise yeah i think it'll work out um 
Anne and Chris, do they get pregnant? Yes, they get pregnant. What else? What other predictions you got? Or uh, those kind Anne, of... has, Anne has twins. Okay. Um, Any reason? Just because you just think that will happen? Yes, because I'm just throwing it out there. Why not? Um, Ron... Ron was like super protective of Diane, like overbearing. Um, I think Andy's probably in Bloomington more than in um, Pawnee. Um, Donna gets a boyfriend. Who gets a Donna? Donna. Yep. Ooh, Donna. wow! Some good predictions. predictions. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you didn't pick a. Uh... I would have thought you picked Jeremy Jam to be the uh, store opener across the street. But the John Ralphio one would be a fun storyline. Like, he's a dentist and a councilman, and now he's opening up a random-ass store. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. No. You don't see it? No, those are some good ones. I'm excited. Uh, this is our last long season, uh, seven shorter. Um, but, no, it should be an interesting one. So, um yeah, so that's it for season five. Um, we're going to be taking a couple weeks off. Uh, so we'll catch you back sometime in June, most likely. Um, and we'll start back with, um, I guess we'll do three episodes, one, two, and three of season six before then. Or because we have more time in between, do you want to kind of do a longer run? What do you think? I would stick to three. Um, that pod would get pretty long. Yeah, it would. <laughs> it would. Um, yeah, that's fair enough um although just looking at the episodes the first two are one so it looks like they do a longer episode so do you want to do one two three four or do you still want to do one two because the first episode it has the same title it looks like there's two parts to it we can do one two three four let's do one two three four then okay that works yeah so this is the last uh 22 episode season so we will get through that. One, two, three, and four. All right, man. Um, we'll catch back up. Uh, NBA playoffs will be in full swing. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll start season six when we get into it. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you all soon.